a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. What is up, Cougar Nation? Mitch Harper, Dallin Graff with kslsports.com and KSL News Radio Here at BYU Football Fall Camp, day four, now in the rearview mirror, and the Cougars, we kind of saw a little bit of a, an eventful, uh, you know, 20 minutes or so of practice. There was that typical six-minute water break or so, uh, but we did see some some action today, and I thought it was some noteworthy stuff. Dallin, what stood out to you? Yeah, uh, good, to see, good to be out here again, and, uh, you know, they had the pads on, the shoulder pads on today. I think this was uh, the second day of practice with those, and uh, Coach Funk and, and, and A-Rod both mentioned afterwards uh, sort of maybe increased level of physicality. It feels a little more real now that you get those on, and I think you saw that uh, in the 11-11 uh, that we got to witness, and uh, I don't know, it just it's just fun to be out here again. I don't know, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, it was a lot of uh, good stuff here today at, at uh, practice. One of the things that did stand out, I thought, was kind of keeping an eye on the quarterback situation. Uh, Jacob Conover seems to be that clear-cut number two, and even Aaron Roderick talked that uh, Conover is the number two QB. The battle more maybe is at three, uh, where Kate Finnegan and Soljay Mayava Peters are battling to be that th- in that third spot. Uh, we saw Kate Finnegan, uh, he threw a deep pass down the field. That was a nice ball, uh, came up incomplete. But the highlight of the day was Jaron Hall, who, no surprise, the star player of this BYU team, he connected with Chase Roberts late in the practice observation window, and it was a nice deep ball for a touchdown to the young redshirt freshman. Yeah, we didn't get to see many lengthy passes, a lot of check down, swing passes to the running back, uh, but that deep pass by Jaron, I mean, that's that's why he's QB1, right? I mean, it was it was a beautiful pass. I thought Conover looked really good in the time that he got. I thought Finnegan uh, was just efficient, you know, didn't uh, didn't throw any, any ball, bad balls into traffic, you know, quick outs, getting it on time. Uh, it seems like there's a, there's a big uh, comfort level with this offense. Uh, Aaron Roderick uh, mentioned to us uh, afterwards that uh, they're about 90% done with install, uh, which is early, more than that they, they normally do at this point, but with a lot of experience coming back on this team, uh, sort of digging into that early, and I think you could sense that in practice. This is a talented football team. I mean, we saw an NFL scout here, uh, someone from the Pittsburgh Steelers was evaluating this team. There's there's a lot of talent, and I, just, I still struggle to think what – Maybe the weaknesses of this offense, uh, you know, I think we're we're pulling hairs to suggest it's it's the backup quarterback because if Jaron's healthy, they're going to be fine. Uh, I continue to be impressed with Chris Brooks. He's one of the guys that I think uh, continues to emerge as a potential star for BYU. I think physically, I think a lot of Cougar fans have been impressed with the way he's built and, the, and then his combination of size and speed. Uh, that continues to pop when he's out here on the practice fields. I also thought too. Um, you know, Kingsley Sumata'i is a guy that 
He's primarily playing at tackle, either at left tackle or right. I think he's going to be when they line up against South Florida, probably at that right tackle spot. Kingsley, uh, he looks fantastic. I think he's going to be a special in this offensive line. Yeah, Arod called him freak. Talked about his freakish athleticism, and uh, I mean, you could see that on display. I, I just love seeing the different combinations. Uh, you know, that first team offense. You had uh, Kingsley at right tackle, uh, Harris Lachance who was the starting right tackle last year, in at right guard. And we've seen him a couple times. We saw that last week as well, uh, testing him out inside there along with Barrington at the other guard, Pay Freeland. I mean, that's that's a crazy good offensive line. And they're, and they're eight, nine-plus deep, as uh, Coach Funk will tell you, and, and so will uh, Aaron Roderick. So uh, that offensive line unit is is definitely a strength, but uh, very interested to see how those competitions play out. Saw so on the defensive side, um, Fisher Jackson, Blake Mangelson, Morgan Piper, they got... Uh, uh, some hurry on on uh, on Jacob Conover. The pocket collapsed, and Jacob Conover had to get the ball out quick for an incomplete. The defense created a little bit of pressure on this BYU offense, which I thought was a good sign. I thought that was noteworthy. Those are the sort of things you want to see from this BYU defense. It's not just simply about sacks. It's kind of creating that pressure and making things a little bit uneasy for a guy like Jacob Conover or Kate Finnegan. So I thought that was of note. Uh, Alden Tofa staying with the defense. He had a hard hit on, on Jax McChesney. Maybe a little bit harder because, again, they, they, BYU doesn't typically um, go with a lot of pad, full pads mm-hmm. in camp. They just never really have with Kalani Satake. And even Daryl Funk noted that uh, is different than most places. And I think it's ultimately to try to get guys to the games. Uh, also saw... Uh, you know Alden Tofa again. I mentioned him. He was playing a lot more defensive end. Same with John Nelson. Saw John Nelson lining up at defensive end. So keep an eye on him. He was a guy that played a lot of interior along defensive line. He was lining up at a little bit of the defensive end spot. Any standouts on the defensive side for you? Uh, one of the most interesting notes was just seeing George Udo out there with the first team defense as they started that eleven on eleven drills. Uh, somebody we didn't see a ton last year as he's uh, injured at times, but uh, good to see him out there. I saw Jacob Bourne had a nice. Uh, PBU, a nice pass deflection on a, on a quick slant. Uh, good to see him. He gets a lot of time, and I think uh, that's maybe an underrated player we don't really think about, but uh, he got a lot of playing time last year when injuries uh, happen, and obviously the coaching staff trusts him because he's getting some uh, some reps here in practice. Uh, staying on that 11-on-11 portion uh, with the defense, at linebacker, it appeared to be Wilgar, Pepe Tanavasa and Thule as the first team defense. We, Kane uh, Peely was out there. Uh, we, I didn't see Dallin Holker today or did not see Gunnar Romney as well. Aaron Roderick, he noted in the practice, uh, he said something along the lines of, if you remember, what did he say? Hey, they're just holding certain players out when they feel it. It wasn't really uh, specific, but uh, it didn't. General statement, basically. Yes, general statement on that. So uh, I don't know how much to dig into that. Uh, But uh, certainly an opportunity uh, for other guys to get in. Braden Cosper was part of that first group of wide receivers alongside Puka and Keanu Hill. Got reps for him. Uh, And then at tight end, you know, Carter Wheat, Hunter Erickson getting some more reps as Holker and even Rex, who was out there. Isaac Rex was playing, but uh, didn't didn't run a lot of routes. It was more blocking, uh, but getting reps out there, which is good to see. Rex is doing more, it does seem like, than what I was expecting, even with Kalani noted uh, on day one. Cosper's interesting, uh, you know, if if there are injuries. He's a guy that I think not many people are talking about, but he probably will be someone that gets a lot of run this season. Uh, I think that overall, though, it's day fours in the books. Another interesting storyline was Gabe Judy Lally, the Vanderbilt transfer. He talked about how... Uh, how much it's how it's so different at, here at BYU compared to other places. 
that he's been at, where at Vanderbilt it was 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. and everyone was dreading fall camp, whereas here he says they seem to enjoy it, you know, about 7 a.m. to whatever, however late they go, sun up to sundown, as, as uh, we were talking last week. Uh, Gabe Judy Lally, a little bit different more of a positive experience here at BYU rather than the SEC country. Yeah, and he said uh, we, we, we have we have fun here, and that was, it was almost like a surprise, you know, that fall camp is fun and these practices are fun, and I mean, that's just a credit to Kalani, right, and his coaching staff and the culture here. Uh, Gabe Judy Lally, the transfer, mentioned culture uh, as part of that, and uh, I mean, you could see it on the practice field. You know, guys, you make a big play, the defense gets to stop, there's some yapping back and forth, but it's never, you know, anything too crazy. It's all in fun, and you can tell these guys are uh, a, a single unit motivated uh, with that singular goal. He's Dallin Graff. I'm Mitch Harper. Full coverage of Camp Kalani, BYU football fall camp coverage on kslsports.com and KSL News Radio. You can subscribe to the Cougar Tracks podcast and Cougar Sports Saturday on the KSL Sports app. So make sure and do that. And then again, full write-ups on kslsports.com. We'll be back on Wednesday uh, for Team Picture Day. Uh, That'll be at the indoor practice facility. So we'll check in again from fall camp coming up on Wednesday afternoon. Talk to you then. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.